0: I'm Dr. Andrei Mitash. Welcome to the Science of Traveling Well. Let's travel someplace new together. For this episode, I'm back in the city I come from, Bratislava, the capital of Slovakia. Today, we're going shopping. For me, shopping is an inextricable part of visiting the place I'm from. I spent the first years of my life here under the communist regime, which caused dramatic supply problems, that made shopping a genuine adventure. Valuables such as kitchen appliances, bicycles, rock music records, and high-quality toys appeared only sporadically and briefly. You had to be in the know, to catch the rumors early, and to accept total lack of choice. So shopping in Bratislava still feels like a hunt, full of drama to me. Even though the situation today couldn't be more different, you can now buy anything anywhere. I'm here around Christmas of 2022 and we'll go shopping together to a couple of places that for me are typical of Bratislava. For me, the ultimate gift to get or buy for myself has always been a model airplane kit. I think I've been in love with them since I was three. Bratislava is one of few European cities that still has a brick and mortar model hobby shop near the city center. Not only that, but it's set up in the old communist era style with the model airplanes, paints, and tools in display cases behind the counter. You actually have to ask a human being to allow you a closer look at the thing you want. I'll take this one for under the tree, please. I also need to get some coffee, but coffee is not just a need, it's a pleasure. So it makes sense to make some pleasure out of buying it. The greatest pleasure in coffee for me is directly across Spitalska Street from the hobby shop at the Café Kaviarinftak. The head of the place, Michal Kramar, has started roasting his own coffee and makes this cool stamped packaging for it. Vtac is also a brilliant place to sit, drink, find some peace, make a painting. To round things out, there's a local brand with international prominence. In the old thread factory, a building designed by my great-grandfather, is the beautiful boutique of the sustainable cycling apparel company Izado. I hope some warm clothes from there will make my winter cycling a bit more pleasant. Isador is a brand that uses mostly renewable or recycled materials and aims for very high quality and function, which sets it apart from the standard mass-market cycling clothes. What was good about this experience, and what good did it do for Bratislava? To help us understand shopping, we're joined by Dr. Jirun Kleis, professor in Social Impacts of Tourism, at the Breda University of Applied Sciences. We work together on projects about how tourists and hosts interact and how tourism can benefit from them both. He's done a lot of research on the economics of tourism and tourist shopping. I would like to start our conversation off from the perspective of the tourist. Why do you think shopping is enjoyable and how much of that is backed up by research and how much is just conjecture?
1: Yes, thank you André. Now, to answer the question how enjoyable shopping is, I have to uh, step away from my own imagination because to me, (laughs) shopping is not always the most enjoyable enjoyable experience. But there has indeed been been research and it's also not that hard to imagine why people would enjoy shopping. Um, It can relate to things like the the social aspect, the the persons with whom together you're doing the shopping. It can be about a a certain uh, task you want to do, a, a certain list of activities you would like to get from the shops and being being happy with the fact that you that you receive them uh, being able to yeah and engulf yourself in this experience not worrying about the time spent on shopping uh, or caring caring very much about the types of shop types of uh, shopping articles you're looking for Just mm-hmm. really yeah like model airplanes really being into the topic and yeah spending all the time you you have available to actually look into that so there can be a multitude of reasons why people find shopping uh, enjoyable, and these have indeed also been researched in the in the scientific uh, world, uh, leading to these kind of conclusions.
0: Okay, great. Um, so I'd like to turn to the residents of the place a tourist is visiting. What does the fact that tourists shop in their area
1: do for them? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is a very important question. And uh, I think if you will ask residents from different type of places, you'll get very different answers. Mm-hmm. If you go to some very high tu- highly touristic places, they will often say that because of tourists, the types of shops that are there in the place do not lo- no longer cater really to their needs. They are really aimed towards tourists. Uh, on the other hand, if you go to places where yeah, that, that depend for a very large degree on tourism, for certain, having certain facilities, mm-hmm. like like more remote areas, they will often say that because of tourism, they have retail facilities for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it, it depends very much on the type of context and also the type of shop you're talking about, how these impacts will be perceived by by local residents.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. Can you briefly say what research we did about this together? Because I remember we did a a study a few years ago where we looked at shopping on the municipality level. And I was was just wondering if you could uh, say a few words about what we found there.
1: Yeah. So uh, we were trying to find out if you can find a relationship between the amount of tourists, or more specifically, the amount of overnights being spent in a certain municipality, and the um, employment in retail, so the amount of of people working there. Uh, Under the idea, what I just explained, that in certain regions, uh, because of tourism, it's likely that there are more shops there or bigger shops employing more people. So we we did it in two ways. On the one hand, we looked into this more qualitatively, going to shops in different places and asking the shop owners about the perception they had about the importance of tourism for the retail offer. Mm. That was one part of it. The other was more quantitative, uh, really focusing on data on municipal level about the uh, yeah, uh, retail offer and the employment in retail, about the number of overnights, but also other factors that could influence the amount of uh, employment in retail, like the amount of senior people living there or uh, uh, the, the number of addresses uh, in a certain square kilometer. Mm. So all these factors we try to account for and thereby to isolate the element of uh, uh, tourism on retail. And we did indeed find that uh, tourism has a rather substantial and positive impact on the amount of retail jobs in municipalities, at least in the Dutch situation.
0: Yeah, so it is some kind of economic engine, an engine of job creation yeah. as yeah. well.
1: Yeah. And th- that's also because the, the research was partly uh, commissioned by one of the provinces from the Netherlands, Zeeland, and they really believed that uh, because of tourism, their municipalities had much more retail to offer to their inhabitants, mm-hmm. and that was, that was their expectation and their assignment to us were to actually show if that was the case. And based on the research, we could confirm that that was a reality. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Um, so I want to kind of look at when a tourist visits a certain area with certain shops, they go in and they spend their money. I was just wondering if you could describe how the money flows and if you could describe how the money flows in terms of the differences between a shop which is a sort of one-off, owned and run and employing mostly local or nearby residents compared to a chain shop which Mm -hmm. might employ local or nearby residents. But it's managed elsewhere. So can, yeah. you, can you just kind of describe the the process of the money flowing from the tourist's wallet and then where does it go?
1: Yeah, yeah, that that's an important question because one of the important reasons for having tourism is often that it would bring economic benefit and jobs to a certain area. That's often the reason that um, and both from the municipal level as well as from the private side, tourism is being promoted. Mm-hmm. So thereby you would hope that when money is being spent by tourists in a certain region, like in a shop, uh, the money would really stay there and, and, and that the money would go from the shop, for example, to local suppliers that, that make the products that are being sold at the shop it would go to people working in those shops that also come from the local area who would then again spend this money uh, on activities again in the, lo- in the local region thereby creating a recircling of money that lasts for a while creating the maximum amount of input. Mm-hmm. But the comparison you you're referring to uh, it, it couldn't it be very different if you're talking about a, a, a large international change store where a lot of the money that's being earned earned in places because of selling to tourists? doesn't stay in the local area, mm. but is, is back to the main office, to the jobs there. And for example, they can also have suppliers that are not from the local area, but that even are not from the country, but come from somewhere else. So then the, this effect you're hoping for, of the recycling of money for a number of circles, it stops mm. very quickly. So in terms of aiming for an optimal impact of tourism on, in this case, retail, and also the, the inhabitants profiting from that, mm. that's not the ideal situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there is something somehow better about shopping at the kind of one-off, locally owned and run places in terms of the impact that you want to leave behind to the place that you're visiting.
1: Yeah. Of course it's not always that simple because some places that look like local places may in the end turn out not to be like that. Yeah. But totally. as a general rule I would say that if you if you have the impression that it's a more local shop with local people working there you might expect that a, a bigger impact of your spending on the local environment could be realized that way.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And as I understand it in the in the research on tourism and shopping there is this notion of leakage. That if um, uh, if you spend money someplace that's managed elsewhere, the money leaks sort of out of the region that you are yeah. visiting.
1: Yeah, one example could be that you would, for example, go to Venice and you buy a, buy a souvenir there. But the souvenir says "Made in China." Yeah. Then, yeah, the only profit that Venice would get from it is actually the money being made by by selling it to you the, the, in the shop. Uh, the markup. The, the markup, indeed. Yep. Uh, but the actual money earned by producing the souvenir is not in Venice, but is in China. Yeah. That that is a, a real good example of a leakage of money flowing out immediately from the local economy, benefiting some other region. Well, well that is not a bad thing per se. But if you would want your uh, tourist money to benefit the region you're vis- visiting, that is, of course, something to avoid.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: okay. Uh, so uh, what I'm wondering is now, if if we can kind of cook this knowledge down into advice for people going on vacation, um, what would your advice to them be as far as shopping is concerned?
1: Um if indeed you would like your shopping to uh, have a wider impact than just your own enjoyment, which mm-hmm. is nice in its own, re- its own respect, but if you would aim for a wider positive impact, then I would say yeah, spend your ti- time in some nice local uh, small shops that are uh, not big of the big part of the big chains, but make sure that 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 they profit from your, your you being present there, and that in that sense uh, the expenditure of your money uh, stays in the local economy.
0: Mm-hmm. It's also worth, worth saying that um, that can sometimes make for a better tourism experience through novelty, yeah. right? So, so novelty is about um, experiencing something for the first time or experiencing something different from your daily routine. So if there's, if there's a shop that you encounter in daily life, it may not really kind of add much or, or create a powerful experience to go there and what what i see happen a lot that's that's kind of in between is when tourists visit another country and they go to a big chain shop that is not present in their country so for them it's an experience of of high novelty mm-hmm. but i think if they went to a locally owned shop maybe their their own experience of novelty would still be increased yeah because kind of like the the communist style um airplane shop, the cultural differences, I think, are enhanced when the culture you're visiting is also the culture running the place, basically.
1: Yeah. And those might be shops you have to search for a bit back, bit better than as just going to the well-known places. But that in itself is, of course, also part of the experience.
0: Yeah. Any tips for that kind of searching?
1: Um. I would say... Um, um, yeah, search a bit, big deep, bit deeper in the online available information. I mean, you you shouldn't go only to the to the well-known uh, websites, but there are other places where you can look to find more detail about the shopping of of a random place.
0: Mm. Yeah, and in my experience, it's also been something that you can really get out of tourist information offices, because you know, tourist information offices are basically run locally in general. So, they they have kind of the same interests in mind as the smaller, more locally owned shops, and it's their job to know them. So, in in my experience, they'll refer you to those places faster. Whereas, you know, for example, online map applications are kind of just trying to please you. So, unless you indeed like Zoom down to the smallest possible view and and really see kind of storefront by storefront who is there. The first stuff that pops up is always the known chain shops yep. because those are the ones that are kind of the the most searched for and 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 the most um, the most clicked on or or whatever. Um, so this is where like visiting the tourist information office and sort of old school asking somebody um where can i buy this or where can i buy that or what's the weirdest shop on this street or whatever i think can can pay off
1: yeah yeah or of course just just wandering around and uh, going a bit out of the 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 beaten track and seeing what kind of shops you run across there if you're not looking for something very very specific
0: yeah 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 because i mean uh, like wandering around is often the point of for example visiting a city for the weekend yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so with that, I'd like to wrap up with some practical information this time about visiting Bratislava. Bratislava is easily accessible by train from Vienna, Prague, and Budapest. I believe direct train connections also go as far as Berlin. Bus connections with the companies uh, RegioJet and Slovak are Slovak lines are numerous. The bus and train stations are on opposite sides of the city center. Each one is about a 15-minute walk from there. Um, and there's also a really cool boat connection, which is really center-to-center, with uh, Vienna. There's a lot more to do in Bratislava than shop, obviously, as this was the coronation city of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, and is near beautiful Carpathian forest and wine country as well. The coffeehouse house Vták and the hobby shop JR Line Modelar are across the street from each other on Špitalska Street, numbers 20 and 53 respectively. Isador is located in the Tsvernovka, the old thread factory on the back side, so the side facing away from the city center, of the Nivy mall and bus station. So this is like the main bus station of Bratislava. Most shops are open from at least 11 or 12 in the morning to 5 in the afternoon. They do sometimes take a lunch break and are generally closed on Sundays. And with this, I'm going to thank Irun so much for joining us today. Until next time, everyone. Happy travels. The Science of Traveling Well was initiated partly thanks to an HBO postdoc grant of the Regie Stichting Innovatie Alliance of the Dutch government.